Welcome to the MBG Podcast. Let's fire everybody. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 16 of the Message Board Geniuses Podcast. This is Who's. I've got Casey, MBG, and Joy with me in the virtual studio today, as always. Today's big day in college football, National Signing Day. Anything you guys are monitoring or any takeaways from today? It's crazy every year, regardless of if my team school was already done in December. It's still, there's some crazy stories every year. The fax machines were going nuts today. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the one time every year we talk about faxes, right? <laughs> MBG, was that your job when you were working at Utah State to monitor the fax on NSD? I did not. I did no monitoring of any fax machines. Oh, that's unfortunate. No. Nope. It, it used to be a bigger deal, right? I felt like it used to be like a holiday, you know? Yeah. And it's Once just, they did uh, the early signing day, it's, it literally took the, the luster, the lore yeah. of the day. And I guess it means less, you know, the more transfers, obviously, now and stuff like that. So maybe it just it means a little bit less. But, yeah, I mean, people used to take the day off work and, you know, you get the updates all through the day. And you're always, you know, waiting on one or two to come in at the end of the day. It just doesn't, doesn't seem to have the same luster it used to have. You say I'm super excited for it. And it isn't – I'm – this morning, I was like, it's just another day. We were like pretty much done. So I wasn't, I feel like it's lost a lot of its luster. But I guarantee you, everybody got everybody they wanted. Everybody they wanted, they got. <laughs> so I can True. counter that by saying um, one of the local <laughs> beat writers issued, uh, I don't know if it was a quote or like a statement from Tony Elliott that was just, it just took the air out of me. It was something like, you know, we we had our name in with a couple of high school guys, but we didn't get them, and that was like it. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> hey, like, he's nothing if he's not honest. Yeah, I mean, it was it was too honest. I was like, dude, no, don't don't say that. That's just sad. <laughs> so you said you said it means less. Who's but, you know, for one SEC team, it meant more today with it Nicholas was, Harbor, five-star kid. That was big time today, right? South Carolina, yeah. yeah. Big time tight end. <laughs> it's okay. They only have eight on their roster. They definitely need another one. What are they? Are they, like, trying to become Georgia 2.0? They have no running backs. They lost three, three of their offensive linemen, half of their defensive line. But, yeah, I'm biased. I didn't watch them enough last year to know. I mean, is their offense, they heavily involved the tight end? Well, they're going to revamp because they hired a new offensive coordinator. So he's a tight oh, yeah, end's yeah, yeah. coach, so you figure ah, they'll hire a tight go. end's coach. That's why I do they think didn't want Garrett Riley. They got their guy, remember? That's right. I do think, I think Beamer did say today that they were going to try to use Harbor more as a wide receiver as opposed to a tight end, but he is a tight end with, with, Speed, though. I mean, he's a track star. He's a track star, right? Yeah. Yeah. So 
I mean, he's a track guy with some height and size. I mean, I can see why they're excited about him, but it seemed like their whole program, the way they talked, it seemed like their whole program was hinging on whether or not uh, they got this kid or not. It was it's funny a weird to position to hinge your entire hopes and dreams on, too. I will be, I, I will take the contrary position and say we give Beamer a lot of crap. I mean, for Carolina against Oregon, that's a big get for them. Like, it's a huge I need to get. In, but like, I mean, Oregon was, you know, right in it up until the end. It wasn't Michigan was in on him, right, for a while. I mean, it's some, you know, I mean, Beamer, yeah. listen, he's, they're going to have a middle, probably middle of the pack recruiting class in the SEC, right? South Carolina is probably like right on some, 16th, like 16th in the country. Okay, I think they have, like, this is one of their better recruiting classes mm-hmm. that they yeah. had. Yeah. And he's, you know, yeah. he's doing do, some rough. I am obviously the biased one here, being that I went that's a rival, but that's a really good get for Shane Beamer. And it's yeah. also like an eye opener saying you can get pull that kind of talent yeah. to Columbia, South Carolina over, like you just said, over Oregon and Michigan. Yeah. That opened a lot of eyes in the upstate of South Carolina this afternoon. Oh, because you know Oregon was dropping bags big time. You know what I mean? Oh, like all are sure done kissing South Carolina's behind. Yeah. <laughs> not gonna be that good so let's calm down like that tight no, end- I know. All, all that for five losses it's fine but i'm <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> trying to make up for all the fans we made mad the other day and i'm not here for it <laughs> i'm being the yeah. voice of reason as i always am right <laughs> i'm always the one who makes nice That's all right funny. which is the problem no it's it's a joke actually it's uh it's um that's why they're laughing (laughs) all right so that'll bring us to our weekly segment genius of the week as always each one of us is going to nominate a player coach team conference mascot somebody who did something noteworthy and dumb in the past week or so and then we're going to do something a little bit different this week instead of voting on it amongst the four of us we're going to Post a Twitter poll, let the masses vote, and then we'll report back with a winner next week. So, Casey, who you got this week? <laughs> I dug deep for this one. I really did, truly. And actually, I went to TikTok to get my genius of the week this week. And I, it's an audio message. So here, play. I'm gonna, I want you to listen to it. He really wanted nothing to do with NIL. And he said that from the get-go. He also said he would leave coaching <laughs> if it ever became a thing. And yet, he's still here. <laughs> and ultimately, Clemson refuses to use the transfer portal. And that is going to come back to haunt them. My personal opinion... Okay, <laughs> <laughs> who who is... Who is that, Casey? Yeah, I follow a lot of people on TikTok, but that voice sounds familiar to me. It sounded familiar to me, too. It wasn't anybody that I knew. It was somebody named Joy Daily. Daily Joy. (laughs) (laughs) And here's my point God love her. (laughs) I just had, I put those two because obviously I did cut and paste. She did a fantastic job. And here I am kissing tail, right? But, uh, Dabo's actual quote, this is thing, this is the only one that gets me fired up. His actual quote, quote, quote was, he doesn't want professionalization of sports happening, meaning schools were paying salaries to these kids. He set up an NIL program through the college. 
you had some other good points in there, but that's why I cut and pasted and took some artistic license here. Yeah, and, then, say. and then the transfer portal, I think you're spot on there, except I joke about it all the time, except Clemson has taken transfer. But here's my question, and I wanted to pose this to you guys, especially you, Joy. Clemson has 88 kids on scholarship right now. You can only have 85. So the, his Tabo's thing was he doesn't have room for it. So how do you have how do you take transfers? That literally, I don't know. Because how how are you gonna like Mississippi has like fourteen? How did they have fourteen scholarships to offer these kids? They had a bunch of guys leave, didn't they? I is thought they had a bunch it, of guys. Is that what it takes? Yeah, I think it just. I mean, I, mean, I think yeah. obviously you only like you would normally only transfer in what you would need. I'm. Yeah. I don't know that Clemson really needs to use the transfer portal that. that no, and, and Bama didn't last year. They did okay. LSU beat them. Georgia didn't last year either. They won the Natty. So. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought it was funny that I put Joy as my genius of the That's week. That's a good one. I'm actually like even kind of honored, honestly, because <laughs> And it was funny when I I filmed that one and I put it up. I said, "Oh yeah, Casey follows me, and this is about Clemson." I bet you did that. I didn't know I'd be a genius. It was titled that. "Clemson Hot Takes." It was, but I'm and honored. I was like, oh, now you got me. He did ask us if we thought it would be okay, just so you know. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't get offended. I'm honored. <laughs> I knew you wouldn't. I'm like, she's going to get mad at me. And, but then like, when I was able to put it in so you guys could hear it, I thought it was great. Joy's All my right. genius of the week. She's going to be in the first poll, too, this week. <laughs> that's, that's All right, Joy, who do you have this week? Um, my genius of the week is for the Cincinnati mayor that made the most cringeworthy video um, basically talking about how great the Bengals were and how trash the Chiefs were. And not only was it cringeworthy to Chiefs fans, obviously, because they hated him, but it was also cringeworthy to Cincinnati fans. And his own people in his own city were telling him how awkward the video was and how miserable they were watching it and how he really just needed to shut up. And then he obviously got made significantly fun of after the Bengals' loss. So, you know, just sometimes you just got to shut up until um, – the, the game is played. Um, as I obviously just learned with Casey, you just sometimes need to shut up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I just love how was it Travis Kelsey that called him a jabroni? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I did find it odd that that Joe Burrow was get to catching strays though. He didn't make any of the comments, you know. But he was good. No, and I mean, I think people just love to hate him, but he doesn't talk poorly about like he didn't say anything. His teammates are the one that called it Burrowhead. He would never say that about himself. Like, I just think it's a little bit ridiculous, but obviously, I'm going to protect Joe Burrow until the day that I I was going to say, (laughs) everybody hates Joe Burrow narrative. Everybody I know loves the dude and thinks he's cool as hell. So, well, the Chiefs fans hate him. Well, yeah, I mean, because he was three and zero against them before. Exactly, and someone said, uh, I saw someone argue like they, he doesn't own them, and I'm like, he's still three and one against them. Like y'all should probably calm down. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure Bengals fans may have had a thing or two to say about Mahomes too. I think that probably has something to do with it, right? Like, yeah, but Mahomes is annoying, and his wife and brother. <laughs> but that slander is justified. It is. <laughs> Joe Burrow is just quiet. Everyone around him is quiet. You never hear anything about like Joe Burrow or the people that are around him. Joe or Patrick Mahomes' wife almost got kicked out of the Chiefs stadium for pouring champagne on people's heads. His brother did a TikTok dance on someone's memorial. Like there, no, 
That's not Mahomes, though. It's, I mean, that's family. You over there paying for those tickets for them to go to games. Nah. All right. <laughs> this is we're we're in the protect protect your guy. We are. I'm in full on defense mode. Genius of the week today between me, Dabo, and Joy. Yeah, and she Jolly. Def- right. She she didn't defend herself, but Burrow. Y'all, 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 y'all attacking me, so now I'm worked up. <laughs> All right, MBG. Any LSU people you can slander for genius of the week? I don't. I know. I'm wondering now if I should maybe switch gears here, but it's too late. My genius of the week is Stetson Bennett, the fourth. Fourth, right? He's the fourth. His dad's the third. He's the fourth. I'm sure everybody already knows, but at 6 a.m. in the morning, uh, officers had to respond to reports of a man banging on door somewhere in Dallas and found Stetson Bennett and determined that he was intoxicated and arrested him. At 6 a.m. in the morning, now, this is a little bit outside of my lane, but I'm not quite sure what sort of professional, almost professional athlete is walking around uh, the city of Dallas at 6 a.m. in the morning, banging on doors, uh, intoxicated. So for that, he's my genius of the week. But more so, I wanted to read some of the Georgia fans' responses to that that I thought were funny. First one comes from a guy named Simpson0627. He said, I was drinking coffee at 6 a.m. Stet was finishing off a bottle. Guess this is why I wear natty gear and he wins natties. <laughs> Next guy, NWGA dog says, Stet came to get drunk and win championships and he's out of championships. <laughs> Seth says, not only did he drop 50 on TCU, he went to Dallas all liquored up to tell them about it, knocking on their doors. <laughs> hey, y'all, it's me, Steph. I just scored again. He's the, he's the right. undisputed goat. That and is a then, solid comment right there. <laughs> and then the last one is, is, I heard he blew a .3318 on the first try and a .657 on the second. <laughs> that being the score for the two national championships that he won. I so, heard he drank two natties, but they were back-to-back. Ah, uh, <laughs> look at you. That's a heck so, of a night, though, really. I, I only have a very few under my belt, 6 a.m.ers, but... Most I was of them were in say, New Orleans. Of the four of us, I, I was about to say Casey would agree with me that, you know what, things happen at 6 a.m.? All the fun things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whoever said thing, uh, everything that happens after 2 a.m. is not good is a liar. Uh, is, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Stetson is my genius of the week, but I really just wanted to try to shoehorn in those uh, Georgia posts, and I figured that was my way to do it. That's awesome. All right, so for my genius of the week, I'm going with the body-positive Eagles fan who braved the (laughs) shrinkage-inducing conditions and celebrated (laughs) the team's win over the 49ers by climbing onto a bus stop dropping his pants and proudly showing off his terrified cashew to literally thousands <laughs> of people. Not the cashew. <laughs> I mean, you know, poor dude. I don't know. I mean, maybe he, it was a conscious decision, but I, I'm sure he's got some regret because he's, he's pretty easily identifiable. And 
I mean, people are going to be swiping left on him for at least a couple years now. <laughs> so shrinking shrinkage inducing was perfect, <laughs> and I think you're offending cashews in that situation. <laughs> the video. I mean, it was really cold outside, right? It, it was Very. super cold, and that did not deter him. So. Yep, so that's my genius of the week. So we will post these on Twitter <laughs> this week in a poll, get some votes in, and we'll come back in next week and report on who wins. All those right. Good this week. Yeah, those are good ones. If your vote isn't for me, I'm going to be mad. <laughs> well, really, Joy's got two chances of winning here. That's, that's true. Right. <laughs> true. Everyone vote for Casey. <laughs> And while you're at uh, it, follow me on TikTok. <laughs> before we get started on this week's message board post, we want to give a quick shout out to College Football Home for sponsoring the MBG podcast. You can find them on Twitter at CFB Home and online at fifthquarter.net. All right, so MBG, what do you have lined up for us this week? All right, so first post I brought for you for us today comes from the SEC rant, and this is a post about Alabama the fact that both Alabama and Miami are looking for offensive coordinators. So before I read this post, I would pitch the question to each of you. If you were an OC looking for a job, would you rather go to Miami and coach under Mario Cristobal or Alabama and OC under Nick Saban? I mean, it's not even a question, right? You got to go to Alabama. I mean, except for joy, maybe. No, no, that's not why. I have questions. Like, am I just an OC? Have I been a head coach and now I'm taking an OC job? Like, these things matter. Well, you're I just looking for stressful. a job. More stressful at Alabama because you're going to be scrutinized for There's more pressure. I think for your future, you want to go to Saban. But if maybe the less stressed microscope, microscope? Microscopic. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Less stress, better weather. <laughs> there you go. Maybe you choose Miami, but I know that's probably not what you're going for. But if you're time. a solid OC and you feel like you can, and Saban feels like you can do it, I'd probably go to Alabama. Yeah. Look, if you look, if it's a stepping stone, if you're looking for something bigger, I think it's it's Alabama. If you want a ring? Go to Alabama. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see what our friend here on the SEC land has to say about this. <laughs> This is from a poster named Between the Hedges. He's got a Miami logo here, but the screen name seems to tell me that he's a Georgia fan, probably. It says, Saban must be absolutely tetrified <laughs> right now. I don't know if that was intentional or not. No. If he was, <laughs> He's either terrified or petrified or both right now. It says he was already so shook up after David Pollock told him point blank that Kirby and the dogs have surpassed Bama as the premier program in college football, that he cleaned house and got rid of his assistant coaches. Now he's come to the realization that he has to replace his OC at the same time that Supa Mario, super lawyer John Ruiz, billionaire booster with big bags, and the U is on the prowl. I don't know if that made sense, but you get the idea. If you were an up-and-coming OC, where would you rather be, Tuscaloosa or South Beach? 
And with Ruiz's infinite billionaire pockets, Cristobal about to stuff Saban into a locker on the hiring trail, just like he does on the recruiting trail. So our friend here is calling for Mario Cristobal to shove little Nick Saban in a locker. <laughs> Did he make it sound like he was shoving Nick Saban in a locker via recruiting? Yes. What he seemed to think. Pretty sure that Alabama's got the number one recruiting class without coordinators. They don't have coordinators. They're still no, they don't. But Mario's got a billionaire lawyer on his side. Do you do you know John Ruiz is probably going to be in trouble with somehow, some way in the near future? And I don't think his bags are nearly as big as Miami fans believe they are. So this one might get them in trouble. Miami it just does. go five and seven. I mean, what the hell are we even talking about? You know what I mean? Like, what what is this? Like, Alabama had a down year and went had a better record than when's the last time Miami went eleven and two? I mean, Miami, Miami at this point, Miami at this point is Texas, right? Like, I read every year how Miami's back. That's I think what they were. Yeah, yeah. I mean, every year, and they're never back. They're they're supposed to. Help prop up the ACC, and they have failed miserably. <laughs> I mean, oh, they they got boat raced at home by Middle Tennessee State. Yeah, we always. I mean, the hell. I mean, Miami does have an extra thirteen million that they got to save because they didn't get Jaden Rashada. <laughs> did that That's a good them. point. Right. But he's also comparing South Beach to Tuscaloosa. I'm not real familiar with the territory down there, but Miami's not. I mean, the University of Miami's in Coral Gables, isn't it? Correct. It's not on South Beach. No, quite a distance actually from South Beach. Right. I mean, true. I mean, Miami compared to Tuscaloosa, there's probably not much comparison. But um, as a football coach, it's not like you got free time to go hang out on South Beach. Stetson Bennett could still be out till 6 a.m. in South Beach like he was in Dallas. <laughs> there would be no, right? He'd never get I don't know if he can do that in Tuscaloosa. Well, and if the coach is stuffing Nick Saban in a locker room on the recruiting trail, he's probably not going to spend much time in Miami. Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> I just don't think that uh, anybody's stuffing Nick Saban in a locker, especially not Mario Cristobal at this point. No, right. that, it's just a weird <laughs> – I mean, I don't. Is it because is it he's a Georgia fan trying to Maybe talk I'm trash via Miami? It's just a weird flex that doesn't. I mean, you know, Casey and I are ACC guys. Like, like I said, Miami is five and seven. What the hell? Like, what are they flexing about? Well, and in his his defense, I guess. I mean, Nick Saban's been turned down at least once that we know of for an OC job with Washington's OC. Uh, Grub turned him down. Right. So maybe I don't know how many times Crystal Ball's been turned down, but neither of them have been able to hire an offensive coordinator for some for some reason though. Right. So we'll see who stuffs who in a locker. <laughs> maybe it's the they're 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 in a bidding war for Scott Frost. Who knows? That's what it is. Or they're trying to lure Cliff Kingsbury back from Thailand. Yeah, is he ever coming back, by the way? I keep seeing his name, and I don't even know if he's back in the country yet. If you look at his Instagram, there's no reason for him to come back. <laughs> no. He's, no, if you're Cliff, he's Cliff all right Kingsbury, yeah, you just enjoy life for a little bit. Yeah, he's uh, doing just fine. <laughs> all right. So here's our next post. Casey, this comes from your neck of the woods. We haven't done a Clemson post for a little bit. Um, 
maybe like a week. <laughs> <laughs> so this comes from uh, TigerNet, of course. And this is this is a post about the recruiting battle that's seemed to amped up a little bit between South Carolina and Clemson. It seemed like Clemson kind of had their kind of ruled the roost for a while, and now South Carolina. We talked about this earlier in the show. Is kind of making some inroads there. So let's see what you did um, there with the roost. Hey, that was unintentional. That was good, right? <laughs> well done. So this poster says is all orange all the time. Fifty two. And he, he says this, this is actually nothing to laugh about because this means that Beamer has put a lot of time into covering up the flaws that Coot U has lived a lifetime creating. Coots are what Clemson folks call South Carolina. Right, Casey? Yeah, and they call us taters. Okay. Now we got the vernacular down. And that isn't even funny, in my humble opinion. He says, somebody needs to show this kid's family the actions of that fan base on game day with the throwing of batteries, liquor bottles, and anything else that can harm another person and explain how there's nothing family-oriented about those types of actions. University of South Carolina is no more a family-oriented school than Russia or Iran is to their average citizens. And if he feels that they are, that could only mean that Beamer and his coaches has their family-oriented scam to being about perfect. So is Beamer running a scam over there, Casey? I see nothing wrong with this post. (laughs) That's always your reaction. (laughs) Uh, I I like Beamer, and I shouldn't ever say that publicly. Um, I, I think... It was deserved what I gave him a couple weeks ago, but he's got something going. I don't know. Where does he get this throwing batteries, liquor bottles, and um, stuff? Is that something that they do at South Carolina? I thought that was a Tennessee thing. Tennessee just throws mustard bottles, but South Carolina mm-hmm. has to be one up all the time, and they they go they went the next level with batteries. I think it was the last time or two times ago that Clemson played. See, normally South Carolina fans leave at halftime, so they're not able to see the the opponent scoring. So uh, the last, I, I don't remember when it was, maybe five years ago, Clemson players, I think it was T. Higgins actually scored a touchdown. He got pelted with liquor, mini bottles of liquor and, and batteries in the end zone. So. And then water bottles, which was like seemed moot at that point. Yeah, I, w- I will say when uh, <clears throat> my wife went to South Carolina, I was down there when we were in college for the Clemson game, and we actually didn't even make it into the game. So uh, there's at least some validity <laughs> to <laughs> to Casey, I don't know if they leave at halftime, but I know at least some of them never make it into the stadium. So I won't go back. I will never go to another Clemson, South Carolina game as long as I live. Oh, uh, I just added it to my bucket list. It's it's vitriol. <laughs> it's just nasty, and I get caught up in it because you know a forty-something year old dude should. But do, <laughs> do do I get a sense that Clemson Clemson fans are starting to get a little bit worried about South Carolina? It would seem that way. I, I mean, honestly, again, I, I I let things roll. Now they they don't last nearly as long as they used to. But I I think. 16 is a little too close in the recruiting rankings to Clemson's 11 this year, but it's winning big battles like Nick Harbor are are really good. And they're winning one-on-one battles with offensive linemen in the state. So I would say that's probably a little bit where this comes from. I really would say that. 
Yeah, that's the sense that I got from it and reading some of the message boards is that uh, Clemson's kind of starting to get a little worried about the, the Gamecocks, which should make things interesting. So where's it's a great the, rivalry when the teams are good. Where does the coot you and the uh, the taters thing come from? I, don't, I have no idea how I don't know that. South Carolina is 49th in education. That's exactly where that comes from. Really? I have no idea what what a coot is. I know tater is like a potato, right? So they so they say that that Clemson fans are dumb as a potato, but I don't know what what coot means. So, like old coot, like that's what who, we would say in terms. Who is South Carolina ahead of? Is it Mississippi? Yeah. yeah. Is it right? <laughs> yes. That means Louisiana that moved up to forty eight. Right? <laughs> hey. So we say here. Thank God for Mississippi. I, I was not expecting dumb as a potato. I'll be honest with you. That was, I, I thought there was a story behind it. Maybe I don't think so. But like, it's just so. And I see either one of the. I check out of arguments on Twitter or otherwise when when I hear that. Either way, coot or tater. I'm like, you know what? You're done. I have a couple more points of IQ than you, so I'm going to move on. Uh. Well, we'll move on, but we're not going to move too far. We're going to stay in South Carolina because I got a post from the South Carolina board, which this was one of those posts where when I saw it, it was like the craziest thing, I one of the craziest things I'd ever seen. And then the responses were like, well, he's not wrong. <laughs> a lot of those in here. And it blew me away. I had to actually rethink my stance on this for a second. And so the post was – from the Big Spur, the poster named Gamcock. That's one thing I love about the South Carolina boards is all the board names have some variation of the word cock in them, and it's somewhat hilarious. Funny um, every time. Every time. It makes me laugh. So the title of the post is, Was Connor Shaw Joe Burrow? Without a better chance and or cast, Shaw's injuries derailed his career and being on the Browns and Bears doesn't help. I realize Joe Cool is a special athlete, but watching him play reminds me of Connor. So I'd probably best to pitch this to Joy first. Joy, <laughs> was Connor Shaw Joe Burrow before Joe Burrow was Joe Burrow? No. <laughs> There's moments on this podcast that I, I wish it was a, a visual medium, and this is right now looking at Joy is is one of the reasons. That's that all I'm gonna say because I was called some really mean names by some South Carolina <laughs> fans two weeks ago, and it will only get worse if I continue. So I'm gonna have self control and not say anything. So I mean, Connor Shaw was an awesome college quarterback, right? But he wasn't drafted. I mean, Burrow was considered kind of a generational prospect coming out, right? He goes number one overall. And Shaw's an undrafted free agent who has 14 career completions. So I'm not <laughs> I'm not sure. Like, what were people arguing? This is one where I'm with you, MBG. I'm not really sure what the disconnect is here that I'm missing. The well, lack obviously. of education is really showing. Because <laughs> they're obviously they, they, or coots. They, weren't, they weren't arguing facts. Right. Because it's it's kind of like, uh, you know, who's, you know, when when you're arguing a case, if the facts are on your side, you don't talk about the facts. Right. <laughs> you talk about something else. Um, so that seemed to kind of be the case. I mean, I looked it up in his entire college career. Connor Shaw had six thousand yards passing. 
You know how many yards Joe Burrow had in 2019? Give it to us. 5,600. <laughs> One year. Uh, wow. Compared to four years, Shaw had 6,000. Um, I'm trying to that, see. Go ahead. I mean, that pretty much uh, seals the deal right there for Joe Burrow, I would think. Not to mention the fact that he was uh, drafted highly. He's been to a Super Bowl had the greatest college, uh, greatest season that a college quarterback maybe has ever had. I mean, that's just gravy on it, on the, uh, on the dinner, I think. <laughs> Got drafted by a trash NFL team and literally turned the program into like a team that everyone's cheering for. Well, let's not get too crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so sure for the Bengals. Let's be clear about that. Well, that you're a Ravens fan, right? That's what I'm saying. Let's not let's yeah, not get yeah, too, yeah. too uh, <laughs> but too like far Burrow's people here. that like weren't NFL fans. He's like made them football fans, right? The other thing too is, I mean, listen, Burrow has tons of swag. Connor Shaw is not even the swaggiest South Carolina quarterback ever. You guys know who that would be? I bet Casey I knows. I do know, and he was right before I was there. He had a glorious mullet. Mm-hmm. Tannehill. Steve, Steve Tannehill. <laughs> I used to love that dude. <laughs> he was a senior when I was a freshman, so I, I got yeah. to see him in in uh, Williams Bryce Stadium. Did he play for Spurrier? No, was that Spurrier no, he, that was Brad Scott. Uh, I don't know, Mister Tannehill. Sounds uh, like I need to. Oh yeah, at, check him out. The mullet is also, seriously, it's impressive. It was, it was definitely impressive. He was a big, big personality and talked a lot. And he coaches high school football in the state of South Carolina now, molding yep. young minds, <laughs> molding young minds and mullets. Probably the young will, that thought Connor Shaw was equivalent to Joe Burrow. I, w- I will side with Joy on this one, though. I, I have no horse in this race. But I think Joe Burrow is probably the coolest dude I've ever seen in my entire life. I've never seen Joe Burrow not do anything cool. So I will side with Joy. Not only was he was one of the better college quarterbacks of all time, but he's one of the coolest dudes of all time. I don't know why, but he is. Thanks, MBG. I knew I liked you. And if anybody knows cool, it's three middle-aged white dudes. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, I think he's cool. <laughs> Speaking of cool, I got something super cool. No, I'm not n- convinced it's not going to be cool at all. No. Look, there's nothing cooler than making life-altering bets on a message board. <laughs> and we're going to go to the Rutgers board, which I don't know if we've ever gone to the Rutgers board. It's called the Night Report. It's on Rivals. It's a fantastic board, as you'll see tonight. <laughs> but... They're talking basketball on their board, and apparently a while back there was a poster on there named KYK1827. So this post says this. It's kind of recanting KYK's bet. It says, KYK stood by his take that our roster this year was inferior to the roster left by Eddie Jordan, and then he volunteered to get a vasectomy if we finish fifth or better in conference. In response, Rut. G hoops implied he would get a vasectomy if Rutgers wins five or fewer games in the conference. And then the post has quoted 
their prior um, statements that they would get vasectomies um, just for proof. So we have a bet between two posters on the Rutgers board and someone is going to get a vasectomy. <laughs> it seems, seems like they maybe could have uh, maybe done something a little different there on the bet, but, you know, I guess if you want to bet your, your future, uh, go for it. I mean, one thing that we've learned about message board posters is that they're very willing to put their testicles on the line when it comes <laughs> to their favorite teams, right? We had the guy who was willing to give up one and possibly two, you know, for a national championship. We've got these guys betting vasectomies. Like this is the whole the whole thing I wasn't aware of before. So, but I do think we got we need to know a little bit more about these two dudes. I mean, are these like two sixty year old men, and you know they're just betting to get vasectomies, or are these you know, like 21, 22-year-old dudes who are just now married, uh, haven't told their wife that their uh, their ability to have a family is on the line with the Rutgers hoops. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, gentlemen that are on the Rutgers basketball <laughs> message boards are probably, hopefully, not in the 40 to 60 age range. Yeah, I didn't think there'd be a lot of Rutgers basketball fans, but apparently they're two very... Uh, they're passionate, right? I yeah. mean, <laughs> that's what surprised me. Like, Here's the thing is that I, I don't pay attention to Big Ten basketball a ton in terms of standings, but this obviously prompted me to look it up. And there are, between like second and 10th place, there's like two games that separates them. So this thing's going to go right down to the wire. These two guys and their wives are going to be sweating this out until the, <laughs> until early March, I think. My favorite part of the post was that they said, I know even Seton Hall fans want Rutgers to keep winning in order to end the KYK 1827 DNA line for the benefit of the planet. I mean, <laughs> them's, them's are some fighting words. <laughs> Well, I, I like too how in one of the embedded posts, the Rut, Rut G Hoops guy, how cavalier he was about the whole thing. He said, I was thinking I'd get the vasectomy if we finish with three or less wins in the big kick, get snipped. If we win four or more, I'm not the one who thought the roster Eddie left was better than this one. Heck, I'm a gambler. I'll go five or more on my end. So <laughs> he's basically, he's like, First, he's like, yeah, you know what? I, I'm I'm feeling lucky. I'm gonna put my balls on the line here and say, let's go with five wins and roll the dice and see what happens. I can't wait to see what happens there. I, I want to follow up on this. Yeah, we're gonna have to have a follow up report on this one. Is this gonna be another white dog shit controversy though? Like, you know, when there's some reneging going on after the fact. This is worse though, right? That's my guess. Can you imagine going to your wife and say, hey, "Look, honey." <laughs> I know we had <laughs> we had all these plans, but look, I thought for sure Rutgers was going to finish in the top five, and it just didn't work out that way. And so uh, we're going to have to look into adoption going yeah. forward. Or that, that's my bad, right? <laughs> <laughs> or do you just go get it done and don't tell your wife, and then? You, know. you get the snip snap, you know. I mean, <laughs> that's but true. do you do it during March Madness? Because apparently, that you know, that Thursday, Friday are the two most booked vasectomies in the world. Is that <laughs> when you do it? So add insult to injury. 
You're not even going to be able to watch your team while you're <laughs> sitting on a bag of peas. I don't know, but we got to follow up on this one. So we got, well, I got one more post, and we're going to stay at, in Rutgers. Um, we're going to stay on the night report. This doesn't happen often, especially with Rutgers, but there was another post this week that I thought was hilarious. And since we're in the offseason, um, I thought it would be good to talk about this one. This is from a poster named Scarlett Hayes. Apparently he's frustrated with the long lines in the men's room um, at the Rutgers football games. Who knew? says, speeding up the flow in the men's room at SHI Stadium. In order to speed up the time it takes to get to the urinal after a few or many beers, Rutgers should install barriers between the urinals. There are a significant amount of men who, when surrounded on both sides with fellow urinators, have trouble draining the dragon. It is a real medical condition called shy wiener syndrome. These, unne <laughs> these unnecessary delays cause us beer drinkers to hold on unnecessarily while extra time is expended by high enough percentage of peeps at the standing throne. Further, in order to not, subject, to not be subject to this condition, some go into the stalls to pee so they can have some privacy. Now, this causes delays for the poopers, who now must also wait. I'm not sure who would want to drop a deuce at the stadium, but if they do, they'll be confronted by unnecessarily peed-upon seats by the extra-shy bladder crew. Install the dividers now. Stop discriminating against shy wiener syndromers. Free the anaconda to run wild. Go are you. So, Joy, what do you think about this? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm normally like very like, ah, oh, that was funny. But tonight, I just feel like I'm losing brain cells as we read these. Like, my brain hurts from trying to process. Like, do y'all, like, my, my parents taught me to think before I speak. I don't do it all the time, hence my genius of the week show up. But I do try to do that, and I – and even more so before I would like type something out and go to hit post. Like what? I, I just don't, I legitimately don't understand why people think that this is, just, I should just go complain about the restrooms and not just complain about it, but I'm also going to explain why everyone's doing it wrong. I clearly Joy's never had to pee in a urinal. So I think that. <laughs> Correct. You're, Joy. You're Joy has no empathy for those people who suffer from shy wiener syndrome, and she doesn't but, understand it. I think it's called shy bladder syndrome. It is, because when you Google shy wiener or shy penis, you do not get medical conditions. <laughs> you get other stuff that I wish I didn't get. It's shy <laughs> I will tell you, this is too much information for this uh, on, a, on a national Maybe broadcast. Maybe don't tell us. I have no problem peeing anywhere at any time in front of anybody. The University of Georgia in Athens, Clark County Police Department has told me three different occasions that it's not <laughs> nice to pee at the University of Georgia. That being said, I got shy bladder syndrome at Wrigley Field. And here's why. They have those troughs. And all the troughs are the bathroom. worst. Yeah, but that's not worst. even that bad. Clemson has troughs. It's fine. The wall in front of the trough is about neck high. <laughs> then they go all the way around. So it'd be like you and me who's peeing across from each other, just looking lovingly into each other's eyes. I thought I you couldn't were do saying, it. 
I thought you were saying the front wall of the trough was up to your neck and you had to pee over it into the so trough. <laughs> now that'd be something. I was trying to figure out the mechanics of how that would work. You know, like the backboard, you know, like the backboard there, the pee yeah. into yeah, yeah, yeah. so it goes, that trickles down. No, there's some dude just staring at me. I don't need to look into your eyes while we pee, Casey. And then the next, but that's it. Like if you 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 keep your eyes straight, right? Like no, we're not looking left or right. You keep your eyes straight, except when you keep your eyes straight at Wrigley Field, you're looking into some other dude's eyes, who's got terrible breath. (laughs) So I've never been so aware that it's the off season. (laughs) So if you're a, a Giants fan, do you know what you do to solve? this problem did you all see the the guy at the giants eagles game a couple weeks ago so apparently this guy got so hammered at the tailgate that he full on um just peed his pants and was there like soaking wet and so then an eagles fan went up to him to talk to him with like a camera and was like hey dude can you do that again and he (laughs) like Peed himself again. Yeah, it's there's it's sure. only it's only YouTube. Yeah, you have to go check it out. It's awesome. That guy is the opposite. Whatever the opposite of shy bladder syndrome is, that guy. <laughs> we'll find out for next week. Yeah. Oh, Rutgers! I don't know what's going on at Rutgers, but they had some good stuff this week. Those crazy Jersey people—they don't right. know what to do in the cold. <laughs> hey, but if you at least they've got lines. For the bathroom. I mean, that means, you know, at least people are showing up, right? If, you, if there's no lines at the bathroom, something's wrong. I've been to SHI Stadium. I believe there's only like two bathrooms in the whole stadium. So maybe Is that's that the problem. <laughs> it might be a lack of bathrooms rather than. It's not, yeah, it's not seats <laughs> and people. I see. Well, hopefully, Scarlet Hayes. Um, Get some changes to be made there at Rutgers, and get those gets those barriers installed. Because I don't know if that's an ADA violation. I don't know. I know there are attorneys who just go around looking for ADA violations, and maybe who there are, there are. Maybe uh, you could uh, go around Rutgers and see if we could drum up some cases. Specialize in urinal law. That would be that would be fun times, man. <laughs> All that schooling to be suing urinals. I just feel like I can't contribute to this conversation. (laughs) Well, that'll do it for this week's episode of MBG Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. Leave us a five-star review. You can check out more content at messageboardgeniuses.com. And we'll see you next time, losers. (laughs) 